Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hey, what's up, Primal Canadians? We're back with our regularly scheduled Wednesday episode. I know we've been coming at you hard and furious with all these specials and guests and all kinds of stuff, but we're continuing today on our track of the uh, the 10 Laws of the Primal Blueprint by Mark Sisson. And we're today is kind of a heavy topic. It's a bit heavy, yeah. It, it is. It's, it's about heavy things. And lifting them, moving them. Yes, um, something that is an incredibly primal thing. Your ancestors would have had to do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, And uh, we really don't have to anymore. We've invented machines for that. And as a result, a lot of people don't spend nearly enough time lifting heavy things. Yeah, making their their bodies really deteriorate because uh, we're meant to lift heavy things. We're designed to lift heavy things or move heavy things. And when we don't use it, it just starts uh, fading away. Exactly. There's that old saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yep, and it's it's very much true with the uh, the whole uh, muscles and ability to move heavy things. Yeah, your structure, your posture, I should say. Um, you know, when you lift heavy things, like a lot of people <coughs> in the gym and stuff, they're scared to lift heavy things. They don't want to s- lift heavy things because of this and that. And sometimes you have to be safe. But in general, if you lift heavy, then you have to use good posture because... It's really hard to pick up a heavy rock with a rounded back. You have to, you have to kind of set yourself and make yourself strong to be able to pick up heavy. So you can do that by just lifting heavy things, uh, improving your posture and that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember when we were working on getting my deadlift up, and mm-hmm. it was like when we were lifting light weights, it was very easy to have the wrong posture. And then when we got up to that, I don't even remember what we got to, 300 and some pounds. But when we got to that 300-pound mark, it was almost impossible to do it the wrong way because I, you just simply don't have the strength to do it the wrong way. Yeah, totally. Your body is very smart. It's true. and But but it's it's satisfying, too, in a way, to, you know, to lift a massive weight like that. It's like our ancestors would have had to do that all the time. If they were out on a hunt and they got a bush pig that weighed, you know, 200 pounds, 300 pounds, somebody had to carry that back to camp. Yeah. And uh, if you were out in the bush and a tree fell on you, you had to be able to lift it off you. Um, If you were moving rocks around to build a camp or all of that stuff, like moving heavy things was a huge part of life as humans evolved. Yep. Yeah, and again, it really helps you set your posture and uh, make you engage in the right way. It strengthens your core. Uh, it improves it improves your overall strength and uh, your technique to uh, to lifting and to using your body. Exactly. Well, and it, it it builds your muscle in a way that lightweight training just simply doesn't. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're really going for building strength, long, slow repetitions, it's great for endurance with lightweights, but it doesn't really do anything for your ultimately for your strength. And people end up spending way more time in the gym trying to get to a point where uh, they feel strong when all they really have to do is go heavier. Yeah, totally. Well said. Yeah, and the the gym in itself, like it's often intimidating for people. For somebody that's starting new, it's intimidating for grabbing something new like a barbell or some other type of weight like a kettlebell. It can be intimidating and um, that really won't allow you to 
you know, to to grab a strong form if you're intimidated already. So, I mean, lift-heavy things can happen anywhere. You don't really have to go to a gym to lift-heavy. No, in fact, my favorite place to lift heavy things is not in a gym, you know. It's when I'm out on a landscape site, you know. If I'm building a retaining wall or something, I love to challenge myself. It's like there's a rock that I'd like to use a bobcat to move. Yeah. But I don't have a bobcat, so I'm going to try to move it. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy what you can actually pull off when you really want to it's so true yeah uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite forms too is like when i go out finding a big rock to sometimes picking it up sometimes putting it over my head or i've done it before with like uh fallen trees or something then it makes it a also awkward to pick up but also then there's the balancing component um because it's very it's very unbalanced so being able to like stabilize it better it's just so great for the core to practice that uh, be, uh, because you, your car is working a lot to stabilize your body so you're not uh, falling around with, with it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it, it helps to activate your central nervous system in a different way. Yeah. Uh, it helps to, um, it helps to strengthen your bones even. Yeah. That's a lot of things people don't realize about working out is that our bones get neglected. Our bones need a huge amount of impact to build up strength. And we just don't get that that often. But when you're lifting really heavy, you're getting that little bit of impact mm-hmm. that's making your bones build up. Totally, yeah. We briefly talked about that in the sprint episode. And and yeah, the force on the bones is what is the most uh, important thing, the most powerful thing for building up that bone density and strengthening your bones. Yeah, I mean, I know um, Tony Robbins talks a lot about this piece of workout equipment he uses called the torture machine. I think that's a nickname it has. I can't remember what it's actually called. But it it applies as much resistance as you can put, as you can handle, essentially. Okay. So it's like, I don't exactly know the science behind how it works, but the harder you push, the harder it resists. And the whole idea is you push as hard as you can and it resists as hard as you can. And it simulates lifting the most weight you can possibly handle. Yeah, yeah. And you do it for like 30 seconds or, or a minute every day. And wow. I mean, that that he, he claims that's the only workouts he does. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Tony Robbins at all, but if you've looked at him, he's a strong dude. Yeah, he's got a good. He's got a strong build. Yeah, he's a he's a monster of a man. Yeah. Like he's he's really solid. Yeah, and it, it just comes down to that maximum weight as right. often as possible, and not really for a long time. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's actually is a lot of research behind that too on uh, uh, maximize like going to your max kind of thing on what it does for your body, activating like. Uh, the right types of hormones and getting the right uh the right sending the right types of signals to your brain one of my favorite things to do um i think we've done we did it a few times when we trained together was before we did like a heavy lift so let's say i'm going to do a heavy squat day and i can squat like 300 pounds just going to pick up a five or a 400 pound bar putting it on my shoulders i won't be able to squat with it but picking it up uh, it really activates like my core. It activates my central nervous system, and it gets me ready for for the big lift. And it then makes three hundred pounds seem light. Yeah, exactly. And it, it gets your muscles prepared. They know what's coming. They they're and they're ready. They're they're activated. They're mm-hmm. firing properly. Yeah. Um, and that's I mean a lot of people are scared of stuff like that. I have one friend who's he's recently started going to the gym all the time. Yeah. And it, it's great. The fact that he's getting there at all is amazing. But he's 
very much like, oh, no, you got to start light. You got to work up to it. And it's like, yes, you have to be careful. But yeah. you don't, like, you need the intensity. Right. Otherwise, your body's not prepared. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going through much of an adaptation. Like, if you're if you're worried about form, then don't go as deep. Don't go as far into it. Uh, for example, if you're worried about, like, your form collapsing on a squat, don't squat down quite as deep it's not going to have it's going to have different types of benefits you you do want to squat deep but if you're going to do a really heavy squat and you don't have um the mobility or the form or the core to do it then you you can keep it heavy and just don't go quite as deep same thing with picking up things if it's too hard to pick up things off the ground safely um pick them up at a little bit higher find a way to pick heavyweight up a little bit higher so you don't have to bend over and that's going to start preparing you to uh the core strength and get the mobility to get down there and pick up things a little bit lower yeah totally and um i mean another benefit of really maximizing the weight is you can minimize your amount of time that you need to spend in the gym i i always remember listening to uh, an episode of tim ferris's podcast when he was talking about i think this was back when he was working on his book the four hour body Okay. And uh, he, uh, was it a podcast? It might not have been a podcast. It might have actually been one of his vlogs or video, a video he was in. It was something with Tim. And he was talking about his workout routine. routine. That's right. It was a video. And in the video, the camera people traveled with him to the gym. And he was like, yeah, this is my workout. And he, he got a bar. He put it up on top of boxes so that it was kind of just below waist height. Yeah. Not very high. And he loaded the crap out of the bar, like loaded it right up. I think he might have done a couple of uh, burpees or something like that to just to warm himself up a little yeah. bit. And he picked this thing up five or six times. And he only picked it up maybe four or five inches. Right. And then he put it down, took the weight off the bar. And he's like, all right, let's go. That's my workout. Yeah. And he does that three, four times a week. And that's all he does. Wow. And I mean, Tim Ferriss is another one of those guys. He's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. And it just shows you the power of going really, really heavy. Yeah. And letting your muscles activate. Because mm -hmm. like our, our ancestors didn't spend time. Like they didn't do 30 reps lifting a rock. Yes. They lifted the rock and that yeah. was it. And they did as little of it as they could because yeah. they needed that energy for other stuff. Exactly, yeah. And that's kind of what we still need today. We need to be able to maximize our time and get the most out of what we're doing. So um, maybe sometimes there is benefits to prolonging an activity and being present for longer or whatnot. But if you want to get like the the strength benefits or the, the physique benefits and that kind of stuff, uh, the posture benefits, the core, the core, that kind of stuff, then you really want to go heavy and going heavy to for a shorter amount of time is actually a lot better because it's also a lot better when you don't have to break down your central nervous system as much. If you go through and do a workout for, you know, an hour or over an hour at a time, a few times a week, that's pretty taxing on the central nervous system. And sometimes maybe for certain things, somewhat beneficial, but all in all to get, to get the maximum gains or the maximum benefits out of something, if you can go heavier, keep it shorter, it's going to be better. Exactly. You get more out of it. You spend less time doing it and it's easier to keep yourself motivated to continue to do it. Yeah. Uh, I was watching an interesting Ted talk yesterday with Dr. Stephen Alardi. 
He's a depression researcher. Yeah. But he was talking about how um, exercise is one of the best things to combat depression and then why people don't do it. Mm -hmm. Because everybody knows that exercising makes them feel better. Yeah. Like there's nobody on this planet who can't, who would disagree that once you've done some exercise, you feel really good. Yeah. And yet most people, when they think about the gym, get this horrible feeling of dread. They yeah. stare at a piece of workout equipment and they don't want to use it. I mean, how many treadmills are sitting around the country right now with clothes piled on top of them and they haven't been touched for years yeah um exercise bikes same kind of thing and he was explaining how there's actually an evolutionary reason for that because for our ancestors exerting physical effort that didn't accomplish anything was a death sentence Mm -hmm. you know expending calories that weren't on your way to get more calories was i mean th- that was a recipe for disaster right for ancient tribes and it's programmed right into us that yeah you should not move if it doesn't accomplish something yeah you know you if, if you're not going to get something accomplished you should sit there and wait that is really fascinating and i've never thought about it that it's way. interesting and then so gym equipment you're mm-hmm. you're expending all this energy and you know consciously it doesn't accomplish anything yeah it, it does accomplish things for your body but it doesn't accomplish anything in life. On a treadmill, you don't go anywhere. On an right. exercise bike, you don't move anywhere. Uh-huh. When you're lifting heavy weights, you, you're not building something. You're not, you're not creating anything, and you don't, you don't see the benefits. So your primal brain is looking at it and thinking, what are you, an idiot? You're going to die. Yeah. If you do this, you're going to starve to death mm-hmm. because we're not going to go out and get our animal, and we're yeah. not going to have anything to eat tonight, and then we're going to die. Yeah. So that that desire to not work out at the gym is a real massive primal instinct. And I mean, a lot of people overcome it with endorphins and things like that. Right, and yeah. Telling themselves they enjoy it and it's some of the secondary gain that comes from it. Yeah. But on a really instinctual basis, your body does not want to do it. Yeah. So if you can do it for the shortest amount of time possible with the maximum amount of benefits, you're it's going to be a whole lot better for you. You're going to feel better about it emotionally. It's going to satisfy you psychologically a little better. Yep. Uh, And you're still going to get the physical benefits of having done something. Yeah. Um, And then like you were mentioning, there is some benefit to long, long term and endurance training and things like that. But again, if you think about our ancestors, they didn't do high intensity activity for long periods of time. Sure. They probably walked 30 or 40 kilometers a day but not fast right? and not was, high intensity. Yeah, yeah, that's a good distinction there because the, the prolonged stuff, it should be easy. That's how it was, you know, prehistorically. Um, it should be easy, uh, conserve as much effort as possible. But now if you wanted to like uh, stand up a wall of a house or move a rock or whatever it might have been, that was like to do that most efficiently and most effectively is like the max power output so as much power as you can possibly put out and strength uh, to get it there the fastest is the least time under tension making it the most effective and the most efficient long term and that's i think kind of the way you can see workouts as well like if you um are to do a heavy lift and it doesn't even have to be a workout to uh to move something heavy around the house or around the yard if you can like prime yourself set yourself properly put out the maximum amount of effort you'll get it done fastest and you'll get the most benefits uh for for your body or for your physical strength 
Exactly. And uh, you'll surprise yourself with what you're actually capable of moving and what you're actually capable of lifting. Uh, a lot of people have this idea that, oh, I, I can only do whatever. And they, they set these artificial limits in their mm -hmm. mind. But really, when you push yourself to that maximum, yep. and you know it's only got to be for that short period of time, yep. um, you can do incredible things. Yeah. Yeah, once you can tell your brain that it's possible to do, then you're you're really just training your central nervous system. Um, I watched, a, there was a chiropractor did like a, a small talk one time. And he was talking about the brain and I was really fascinated when he said this to me. He said like, you're, he was talking about like how, how strong we are or how, how effective our muscles can work. Like he said, if you swing your arm, there is way more energy. Uh, your brain is using way more energy to control the muscles and not let the muscles work as as strong as they want to because you have enough strength to when you swing your arm to swing it right out of your shoulder socket yeah which is pretty incredible so it's it's just when your body is not in a the right position or you're not using good form uh your brain is working hard to not let yourself uh go too far or go too heavy or or expand or ex expand too much power so when you go when you lift heavy then you kind of instinctively and naturally you'll go into a stronger form that way your central nervous system is is allowed to put out more uh work output for the muscles to uh to work harder right and when you're exerting that force against an object like when you're actually physically moving something through space there's a lot less chance that you're going to hurt yourself you know, like like you said, when, when you're swinging your arm, your your muscles have the force to rip your arm right out of your socket. Yeah. But if you put all that force into lifting something, you you don't have enough force to rip your sh shoulder out of its socket because that force is going into doing work outside of your body. Yeah. It's yeah. the same kind of concept as if you dry fire a bow. Like if you draw back a bow mm -hmm. and let the string go without an arrow, you'll shatter the bow. Yeah. Because the force doesn't have anywhere to go. But right. when there's an arrow there, the force can come out through the arrow. Yeah. It's the same thing when you're moving an object, when you're doing something like that. You're way less likely to hurt yourself. It's a crazy thing to think about, but your muscles are being used differently. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's so true. So um, I want to talk about a few other ways that you can lift heavy things. Like uh, we talked a little bit about squatting and about pushing or, or lifting. Um, but also there's also the pulling component to keep it well balanced. You want to you want to do everything. And the way I see I see balancing that is is, you know, using your legs. So like a squat, a lunge kind of thing. Um, and then with upper body, it's like a push and a pull. So lifting heavy can also be like doing a pull up or doing some type of a row or, um, somewhere where your feet are still planted and you're still pulling your body weight, or you can pick up something where you're actually pulling it in towards you. So the pulling component kind of balances off, uh, balances off your, your muscles and the way you exert your body. So you're more balanced. And if you're more balanced, then you're going to be stronger in other areas for example if you uh if your squat becomes stronger your pull-up will then become stronger as well interesting yeah because it's another it's a an central nervous system thing again where yeah. you're you're kind of pushing the boundaries you're expanding the boundaries on what your body is capable of yeah for sure and then you also build more testosterone and you know hormonal things that are going to uh improve a little bit right 
I think another thing people don't really consider about heavy lifting is that it engages more of your body. You know, oftentimes when people do lightweight workouts, they're focusing on one specific muscle group Mm -hmm. and they're, they're often doing it for reasons like the aesthetic reasons. They want to look good. They want a certain muscle to pop or something like that. Yeah. But when you're lifting heavy, it engages all your muscles. It it, it can't not because you're, you're, I mean, your, your brain knows you're in danger Mm -hmm. of collapsing your skeletal system or, or having a problem. So it engages all the muscles Yeah, and it's. I mean, you're basically, you're getting um, multiple workouts for one when you go heavy enough because instead of doing your whatever, I I can't think of a particular exercise off the top of my head, but instead of doing one thing. Like a bicep curl. Like a bicep curl, a great example. And then then going from there to do something else, you're getting, hitting both of those muscle groups at once just by doing that heavy lifting. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's well said. Instead of doing a seated bicep curl, you could do a pull-up or a row, something that exerts a lot more tension, uh, a lot more. It requires a, a much larger muscle group recruitment, and it also works your core a lot better. Like lifting heavy things is the most effective way to work your core because your core is actually, its purpose is to stabilize your spine and mobilize, but mainly just like to to hold things together from from your spine out towards your limbs so the most of, and that is just a stabilizing thing so the most effective way to actually work your core is to lift or move heavy things and that really teaches your core to turn on and stay stay engaged through the resistance or through the range of motion yeah absolutely that's the it's crazy like just yeah the benefits of heavy lifting infrequently versus light lifting frequently are it's it's insane the difference yeah Um, i've seen people go to the gym day after day and spend an hour there every day and get no results Mm -hmm. and then i've seen people go and spend a few months there going really heavy and get (sighs) massive results yeah you know it's just it's it's totally crazy so remember like think Look at your workouts through the lens of our ancestors and think how would have this benefited people 2000 years ago? Yeah. You know, how would have, how would people have moved? Like nobody would have gone to the gym 2000 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do that? And yet people of that time frame were in better shape than Olympic, like Olympic athletes are now, you know, people were, people were performing at the absolute peak of human performance. Yeah. And some people will argue, well, the average lifespan was only 35 or whatever, but nobody ever factors in the infant mortality and the things like people getting killed by external factors. Yeah. The people that didn't die by some external factor lived very long, healthy lives. Mm -hmm. They didn't get Alzheimer's. They didn't get osteoporosis. They didn't have muscle atrophy. Like they didn't have all these things that are super common uh, for aging now. And I really think a lot of that is just the way they moved and the things they lifted, you know, like you you look at uh, medieval castles. Yeah. Somebody lifted each one of those rocks. You know, those are massive stones. Yeah. People would look at that now and think, oh, there's no way. You need a crane for that. Right, yeah. Occupational health and safety. That's a five-man lift. Well, it's probably not. Yeah, right. You know, but I mean, and and, and I say that, you still have to be careful. You still can seriously injure yourself if you're not conscious and aware of what you're doing. 
but that's no reason to be afraid of things that are heavy. You know, yeah. if you take the time to do it right and to think about it and to listen to your body as you're doing it, you know, if you're pulling on something, trying to lift it and you feel your back straining, mm -hmm. stop. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's that easy. Just don't do it. Yeah. But if you're pulling on it and it's feeling okay and everything's good, you're probably okay to lift it. Yeah. And then there's also the breathing part. We, we, we got to talk about that as well because a lot of times when we do get hurt or when we do hurt ourselves, it's because we're not breathing right. And because breathing is actually how the core, it's another, it's another core thing. So if you're not breathing right, then your core isn't really working properly. So in order to get your core to work properly, you make sure that you, that you keep breathing. So really setting yourself and taking in uh, deep breaths and then exhaling with the exertion generally is how you uh, help your breath to work along to strengthen your core and for you to generate more power. Yeah, totally. And so many people, when they go for a real heavy lift or something, they stop breathing. Yes. You know, they, it's, it's like true, uh, yeah. hold, they hold their breath and it's like putting that, that extra pressure in their lungs or something. They think it's going to help them. Yeah. Uh, but really all it does is hold them back and make it even that little bit harder. Yeah, and it, it, it makes your central nervous system um, hold back a little bit as well so you don't have as much as much power output. For sure. And, I mean, it also makes your body feel like you're in danger. Yeah. It's a totally strange thing, but not breathing triggers adrenaline response, which makes your whole your entire physiology work differently. Right. If you're breathing in a calm relaxed state while you're doing the heavy li lifting i mean relaxed as as relaxed as you can be when you're yeah. trying to lift hundreds of pounds um, but when you're in that relatively calm state you're not producing all that adrenaline you're you're you're, uh, you're a lot more focused your central nervous system isn't looking around for what's trying to kill you it's just focusing on the lift yeah totally and then and then there's also the stretching part like like generally when i do my uh my lifting i have the mobility like kind of programmed into it because a lot of people think that you need to stretch um when you lift heavier when you do workouts so you don't get sore well i don't think there's a correlation with getting sore and stretching uh, getting sore is usually you know from your muscles breaking down that's from exerting for long periods of time generally you'll you'll get sore a little bit from lifting heavy as well but you'll get a lot more sore from lifting for a long time. That's the thing. Like I, um, another friend of mine that goes to the gym a lot, he's constantly talking, oh, you got to stretch, you got to stretch, you're going to be so sore. Mm -hmm. and, and he'll be sore often for days. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when we were lifting together, doing those big heavy deadlifts, I'd be sore for a couple hours the next morning. Yeah. And then it was gone. Right. You know, like it's, it's a difference. Like you can expect some muscle soreness. That's just your muscles yeah. re rebuilding and getting stronger. But it's that, that long term high intensity stiffness mm -hmm. and soreness that people get is it's not about the weight they lifted. It's about how long they did it for and yeah. how they pushed, they broke their muscles down way too far. Yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of people hurt themselves by stretching, and that's why I say this. Like, if you if you just stretch like quickly, um, you may not hurt yourself. But 
holding a stretch for too long is just not really that good for the muscles and the tendons and there is surprisingly a lot more people that actually hurt themselves from stretching than there is from somebody skipping a stretch if you're if you're stiff then move better drink more water that kind of stuff stretching alone really isn't going to uh, change that much or make you more or make you stronger or, or move better yeah exactly i mean don't don't stretch your muscles to try to get them back to their full range of motion mm-hmm. stretch it like do movements and activities that take you through your full range of motion anyway you know don't stretch go and do some do, do yoga regularly things yeah. like that that will keep you keep your mobility levels up yeah yeah totally because when you do yoga you're actually um supporting your body you're going through a stretch but you're actually using your muscles as well whereas stretching a muscle without any tension on it is is it just works there's things working against each other and you know your your brain isn't going to allow it to stretch too much because there's no tension on the muscle so there's nothing actually there to protect um, there's less there to protect the tendon from from getting tore or, or whatnot so it's definitely more effective to um, incorporate your stretching or your mobility into your into your movement like into your lifts and and that yeah totally it makes makes perfect sense to me and I mean now as you say it I'm just imagining like I can really see how um, how that plays into when people people getting injured when they're not uh when when they're more sedentary that's not the right word i'm looking for but when they're um, when they're not actively working out or doing something yeah when they're just like if you're you're, you're more likely to pull a pull a tendon or something getting up off the couch and walking across the room and right, tripping on yeah. something than you are at the gym yeah because it's lacking that tension mm-hmm. on it you know it's it's the muscles aren't engaged to support yeah. the other structures yeah it's so true generally when we get injured it's when it's it's usually in the first part of of the season or the first part of an exercise program or you know when we're pushing our body to something new that we're not typically quite ready for yeah exactly so um and then there's also the warming up part you want to you want to make sure that you're warmed up to some degree like you don't generally want to jump into something uh super heavy before your core is warmed up it's not maybe not quite as important to have your cardiovascular system warmed up or your blood flowing or your body but you want to be able sure you want to make sure that your core is warmed up um at least to some degree, especially if you're going to be bending or twisting your spine, you want to make sure that the core is warmed up. So uh, it's stabilizing your body in the right way and you don't uh, pull something. Yeah, exactly. But understanding what warming up really is, you know, sometimes people will go to the gym and, you know, run two, three kilometers on the treadmill and think, okay, I'm warmed up and then go straight to heavy lifting. Well, you need your muscles engaging, you know, do, do some plank exercises, do some, uh, like some dips or like something yeah, yeah. that gets your core muscles firing, not right. just getting, like you say, not just getting your cardiovascular system yeah. going. Yeah, totally. I love the plank for it. And I mean, you can actually, uh, you know, lift heavy to warm up the core to some degree, but you want, you want to, you don't really want to extend the spine or flex the spine or twist the spine with heavy weight before you warmed up. So if you can pick up something heavy, 
uh, around your waist without having to bend over and pick it up that's actually a good way to uh to warm up the core right and that goes back to like you were saying how warming up by putting a whole whack of weight on a bar and picking it up yeah you know you're you're picking it up from a position where you're you're not really moving your body all that much yeah you're putting it up on the squat rack and crouching down an inch or two Mm -hmm. and then standing up and picking it up that's engaging your muscles but you're not doing any twisting or bending or anything like that yeah that's that's really the only dangerous part to uh to lifting heavy is is twisting or rotating the spine uh, when it's not properly warmed up or when you know sometimes it'll happen too when somebody has a bad diet and there's just so too much stagnancy in in the in the core or in the diaphragm and the muscles don't uh, properly turn on yeah that's an important distinction you know this heavy lifting stuff is is great but you have to be in a properly nourished state your body has to be functioning at a good capacity if you're still poisoning yourself with dysfunctional food yeah. or you're still getting yourself jacked up on pre-workout before you go to the gym instead of actually energizing yourself with what you eat. Um, If you've eaten a huge meal and then gone to the gym rather than going in a fasted state, like there's, there's a lot of other factors at play there. So you have to be really mindful of that and really conscious and, and acknowledge what state your body's in before you venture into this kind of stuff. Yeah. You want to actually kind of look at everything from a holistic standpoint, like, you can't just go to the gym and start and if you have a shitty diet you can't just go to the gym and start feeling good or start losing weight because even if it works a little bit it's not going to be sustainable and it's going to be probably pretty hard on the body so they all complement each other and so does the rest and the recovery part you want to make sure that you're getting proper rest uh in between your lifting sessions or making sure that you're feeling that you're feeling good uh, you're feeling strong and you're feeling energized when you're going through when you're going to do a, a lift. Exactly, and I mean if you're if you're still not sure if you're still not feeling super comfortable about going heavy, I mean find yourself a good trainer that can help you with it. That's that's a huge part. But also like go and watch strongman competitions and stuff like that once in a while and just notice what the human body is capable of yeah and it's like yeah if you're nervous to try and deadlift 300 pounds i get it i was nervous when i first tried it too Mm -hmm. but then you realize there's people out there that are deadlifting a thousand pounds yeah you know like there's people out there that are picking up cars yeah. And, and and not hurting themselves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and yes, these are people who have trained for it and they're incredibly strong, probably a lot stronger than most people. But the fact is the body can handle it. It's it's made for it, yeah. Yeah, so you, you have to remember that and don't let the fear get in the way. Now, again, I'm not saying just go out there and throw a bunch of weight on a bar and pick it up. You can hurt yourself very badly. Yeah. But don't let that fear get in your way and really acknowledge the fact that you can lift way more than you think yeah yeah find find a way to lift something really heavy and you'll experience the benefits from it like in 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 ways that you can't imagine or maybe you're already doing it and you already know this but it's going to transfer over into like how um our hunger um our you know a lot of our nutrition and our food things is going to transfer into like how well our brain works and how alert and how clear we think there's just so many benefits to lifting heavy absolutely so yeah i hope we've inspired you to go and pick something up
<laughs> you know, add it to your workout schedule and once once or twice a week. It doesn't even have to be all that often, but just lift heavy stuff sometimes. That's right. Lift heavy things once in a while. Yeah, and if you want to keep it really primal, go buy yourself a boulder. <laughs> oh, yeah, or, or a number of boulders. Or a bunch of boulders. Get a job on a landscaping crew and stack them professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's then, it. There's, al- there's always some ways to, uh, to lift heavy and challenge your body to go a little bit beyond what um, you want to do in a, in, a, in a normal life. Exactly. So anyway, shut off this podcast, go out there, find something, and pick it up. But until next time... Keep it primal. Tune in next time for more primal conversations.